Here's the thing. Saving money with Geico is almost better than playing pickup basketball. Because there's always that guy who joins your game. He never passes the rock, he constantly bricks threes, and he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say, no foul, no foul. With GEICO, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with GEICO. It's almost better than sports. The entire first season of This Time Tomorrow is available now to binge from start to finish. In this new iHeart series presented by T-Mobile for Business, join me, Osvaloshin, and Kara Price as we explore the exciting possibilities of the next generation of connectivity. From smart cities to future farms, you'll find out just how much could change with future 5G networks. Listen to This Time Tomorrow on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mini Crush, a very special Mini Crush, because sitting across from me is not the hairy and gamey Noel. <laughs> it is the less hairy and, I assume, pleasant-smelling Annie. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate that, Chuck. That's one of the best introductions I've ever gotten. <laughs> Assumed pleasant smells. Yes. How you doing? I'm doing well. Last night was Mardi Gras. I'm a little tired, but oh, I'm doing well. What How does that mean for young folks? <laughs> it means... You go out? It means, yes, you go out. Mm-hmm. Okay. What kind of drinks on Mardi Gras? Anything like hurricanes and stuff like that? Uh, I had one hurricane, but mostly just a beta beer. Okay. What yeah. is hurricane? What is hurricane? What is hurricane? So I'm like, uh, <laughs> who was uh, in uh, Arrested Development when I was in Army? That was always one of my favorite jokes was that he wouldn't say the army. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is hurricane? What is hurricane? What's Hur- in a hurricane? It's a lot of stuff, but primarily rum. Okay. Yes. It's a rum-based drink. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Yeah. And you were wearing a Kruger Industrial Smoothing yes. baseball jersey. Uh-huh. Or not baseball jersey, but jersey-style t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Ramsey's wearing an Oh Snap jersey-style t-shirt. Right. I didn't get the memo, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're not cool enough for our Jersey what baseball is, club. What is that? Kruger and Dutch. Is that a movie ref? It is Seinfeld. Seinfeld reference. Wow. Yeah. Uh, when George, he worked for Kruger, Kruger Industrial Industries. Wow. And they nicknamed him. Coco. Okay. I yep. see the back. Double yep. zero. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't believe I didn't get that because I've been watching Seinfeld a lot lately. Have you? Yeah. For some reason, it's sort of been my go-to late night have something on while I drift off. Yeah. And uh, I think I watched like five episodes last night. <laughs> I'm kind of jumping around, but season three is tough to beat. Season three and season four, are, I think, the, the prime really, time. Yes. When Seinfeld was in its stride. Boy, it was great because it didn't get, I mean, I liked the whole run. It got not as great toward the end. Mm-hmm. And it was that first season was a little rough. Right. But uh, they're really hitting their stride. Yeah. I watched... Uh, one of the ones last night was the one where they were trying to set George up with Elaine's friend uh, who <laughs> mm-hmm. was uh, – I knew better from Chandler's girlfriend on Friends. Oh. Uh, Janice. Janice, yeah. Janice. 
not Fran Drescher, is it? No, she sounded <laughs> like similar. Fran Drescher. But she actually put that voice on in a big way on Friends because she didn't talk that way on Seinfeld. Right, 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 right. But uh, it was just so funny. George was talking about how he needed uh, thick and lustrous hair. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up watching Seinfeld. It was like one of the things, a few, I only had four TV stations. One of them played Seinfeld all the time. Mm-hmm. And I actually remember asking my mom when I was, you know, 10 or 11, is that how you meet people? You just go to a bar, like every week someone new. And she was like, no. Yeah, Jerry dated a lot of ladies. Every week they have someone new coming in. Yeah, and we were actually, last night, Emily and I were looking at the murderer's row of actresses who played his girlfriends. Yes. it was. It's crazy. Like Amanda Peet and Terry Hatcher. Yes. Uh, oh, man, who else was on that list? I'm going to look it up real quick. I mean, it must be. I would love to see some numbers around how many people he dated during the run of that show. Yeah, and he got so many great actresses who went on to be really big. Mm-hmm. The reason I started looking it up is because uh, last night I also watched the episode where Jerry dated the painter and George got suckered oh. into buying her painting, and that was Katherine Keener. Right, yes. So, and then, of course, Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo, yeah. Kristen mm-hmm. Davis from Sex and the City. Courtney Cox, Before Friends, Amanda yep. Pete, Deborah Messing, Lori Laughlin. Ooh, she's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. She's in trouble. Yikes. And, and I mean, that's just a partial list. There were so many. Uh, let me see. Oh, uh, Ben Stiller's wife, or are they divorced now? I do not know the Christine current. Christine Taylor. Yes. I think they might be divorced. Oh. I'm sorry, Ben. Oh, this is a bummer. <laughs> Sore <our> subject. <laughs> Yeah, Deborah Messing. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't date. I dated like three people in my life. Right. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry dated three people in three weeks. Exactly. And as a kid, I assumed that the whole world must operate this way. Right. So I'm very glad my mom shut it down. <laughs> You're like, am I going to have to date a different guy every week? <sighs> it sounds like a lot of work. I know. Way too much work. Yes. So, Annie, I uh, a couple of things. Go ahead and plug away anything you've been working on. Okay, cool. Because I want people to know your know your stuff and where to find you. Yes. Well, you can always hear me over on Savor, which is a food and drink podcast that I do that sometimes gets to travel, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. And then on Stuff Mom Never Told You, where we do a thing every month called Feminist Movie Friday, where we pick oh, a movie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So I knew you did Alien. Yes. Um, did you do Terminator? No, but I would love to do Terminator. Okay. Yeah, we did. We've So far, we've done Alien. Um, Batman Returns. Which one was that? Ramsey's nodding emphatically. Ramsey, what do you remember about that movie? Um, I mean, what what can you not talk about that movie? About? Which I get I them mean, all confused. Which one was that? It's a Michelle Pfeiffer. It's a Christmas Catwoman. movie. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. it's a Christmas movie. That's why we did it. It's Christmas time. <laughs> Christopher Walken was great in that. Yeah. Christopher Walken's in it. Oh, um, right, 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 right. Okay. Danny DeVito as the penguin. Yeah, yes. was that his first penguin? Or was that his only penguin? His only penguin, yeah. I think. Yeah, well, he spo- was great. Spoiler, he dies at the end. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've seen it, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I clutched well, it by the heart. movie came out, I think, in the 90s. 1992, so yeah. There's, there's yeah. A, a limit to where, you know, spoilers and all that can end and start and all that stuff. So. Agreed. It's 10 years. Yeah. And apparently Ramsey decides that. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll accept that. I'll no, accept it's that. fine. <laughs> I, I'll cut that out. No, 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 no. no. Do not. Uh, and what else? Are those the only two so far? Um. Oh, no. We did... Uh, First Wives Club, which I had never seen. That was fun. I have not seen that. Uh, you know, 
it's it's got some value. It was fun. I'll say it was fun. Okay. It's not my type of movie, perhaps, but all right. Um, and then Mulan. We just did Mulan. Right, the obviously animated version because yes. the regular isn't out yet. Exactly. My friend Stacy worked on the uh, the the new one. Oh, really? And traveled all around the world for like a year. Oh, that's cool. To some amazing places. That is very cool. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty badass. Oh, no, totally. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. I uh, I love the animated one, so I'm excited to see it in live action. Yeah, I think Disney is gonna be about a, a 50% success rate on those because mm-hmm. I, I, th- I didn't see The Lion King. I heard it was not good. I recently just watched that. Was it um, all right? I will give it a solid all right. Okay. <laughs> the cast is really good. I mean, yeah, it felt like it was in a weird space of it added more than the animated movie did. Mm-hmm. And then it updated some things. It, it was like you were listening, you, you your favorite song, and they were just kind of jarring Notes or something, which is from Harry Potter. I didn't come up with that. Oh, really? That's a quote from Harry Potter. Yeah. But I think it is appropriate for right now. Okay. Well, you know I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Oh, well, that is Order of the Phoenix (laughs) when he gets to school and he sees the Thestrals and it's like, not right. Uh, That's a running joke. Uh, I've never seen any Harry Potter. (laughs) I kid Noel about it. Uh, And what what else? So um, Batman Returns, Mm -hmm. uh, First Wives Club. Yes, Mulan. And Mulan, and that's it so far. Yes. And these come out once a month? Mm-hmm. Great. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, and super movie fun. adjacent. Yes. Here's the thing. Saving money with Geico is almost better than playing pickup basketball. Because there's always that guy who joins your game. He never passes the rock, he constantly bricks threes, and he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say, no foul, no foul. With GEICO, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with GEICO. It's almost better than sports. Hey, it's Ben, Henry, and Marcus, hosts of The Last Podcast on the Left. Our show's dedicated to uncovering hilariously horrifying stuff. And now we're only on Spotify. Join us. If you want. Obviously, we'd never force anyone to just blindly join us. That'd be crazy! But if you like stories about doomsday cults who do exactly that and more, please join us on Spotify. Visit spotify.com slash last podcast to listen free. Uh, so we decided, uh, I decided, since you were in here and not the hairy gamey Noel, mm-hmm. that we would bring uh, a female perspective to this episode at least exciting and just uh sort of honor honor the ladies out there so we went i don't presume you have ever listened to this silliness in this version of our show so what we do is we post little games on facebook we do uh what we call social studies posts where people just comment about queries and questions and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and we are going to start out with the social studies right now social studies on movie crush very simply, I just asked the crushers, who is your favorite all-time actress and mm-hmm. role? Yes. Uh, you can think on yours unless you know. Ooh. <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> that is a tough one. I mean, it's not fair. It's hard to pick out just one person. Yes. But uh, you can stew on that for a minute. Okay. And uh, I'll just start start going through some of these here. Let me see. So I decided to just do a very simple query. Who is your all-time favorite actress and role? 
You mm-hmm. can think about that. Okay. Because I know that's not a fair question. Nope. <laughs> um, I, I could never pick out just one actor or actress. Uh, but we're going to see what the movie crushers say. We're going to start with Quinn Cavill. Oh, boy, these are all great. She says Amy Adams. She is She's top ten for me, for sure. She's amazing, yeah. I adore her and yeah. everything she's ever been in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says Arrival is her favorite role. Truly fantastic in that movie and doesn't overact at all. I do love that role. That is a really great, great one. <laughs> if you're not bawling at the end of that movie, then yeah. you're dead inside. You're just absolutely. <laughs> yes, you have a body in your basement somewhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. Kelly Ferris Marks says Catherine O'Hara in pretty much everything. Uh, best in yeah. show is Cookie Fleck, maybe my fave. Yes. I've not seen uh, seen Shit's Creek. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. I heard that's really good. Yeah, I've heard good things. Boy, she's great too. Yes, she is. That, uh, <laughs> Emily and I always laugh at that. That uh, I guess you could call it a limp she does in Best in Show after she hurts her leg. It's <laughs> just the most ridiculous thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. I just love how far she takes the comedy. Mm-hmm. So dumb. Mm-hmm. And, and mean that in the best way, of course. Right. Yes. Uh, Christy Richardson says, uh, gotta be Carrie Fisher as Leah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hard to argue. Yes. I have a whole feel about Princess Leah. Yes. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. This is a spiel safe place. It is a spiel. Um, I just think uh, rewatch. I rewatched the movies a lot lately. Yes. Uh, the original trilogy of Star Wars, and I think she's so like the fact that her planet gets destroyed. Spoilers, I guess. Yeah. And then, and I love Luke. He was my first crush. He loses this like old dude he knew for a minute, mm-hmm. and he's like all sad about it. And she comes. One and might even com- say whiny. <laughs> <laughs> and she comes and comforts him. It's like, it's okay. She doesn't, like, it's never acknowledged yeah. she went through this massive loss. Right. And then she continues to lead. I never really thought about that. Yes. she does, She's not allowed to mourn, hardly. No. And she is like, immediately, there's no time for our sorrows, Commander. We have to, we have to move on. Yeah. She's just like this huge badass that is sort of not acknowledged throughout throughout. But it's I just understood. Right. Yeah. She is. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's never any questioning, but it's never acknowledged. And then also, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Why? But why does Darth Vader say as his last line, "Tell your sister, you were right"? After he tortured her. Oh my God! It's I know. <laughs> wow, what a I selfish thing that. to say. Yeah. Tell her I was good. Sorry yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, I need to. Uh, I need to go back and sort it now that everything's finished. Mm-hmm. Watch them in an order that pleases me. Well, Rogue One, when it ends, yes, it ends with. Right. All her. that happening. And she turns around and looks at the camera and has like a smile on her face. Yeah. Which doesn't sit well with me. No. Like, and that was like one of the- planet just blew up. Yeah. And that was one of the first instances they used technology yeah. after she was dead. Like, right. That was a little- Jarring. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I have recently fallen in love with a meme called McClunky. Oh, wait a minute. I think I've heard of this. And it's the Disney Plus version of A New Hope. Uh And one can only imagine, I like to believe, even though I know it's not true, that George Lucas lies awake at night thinking, well, who shot first? Right. (laughs) (laughs) And he keeps changing the scene. But anyway, if you haven't watched the Disney Plus version, it has a very funny, unintentionally funny scene in it. Yeah. Where Greedo says, McClunky. And is that explained? No. Does it mean like, oh, shit? It means um, your death is coming, and it's from 
In episode one, Phantom Menace, Sebulba says, Whoa, Annie. McClunky, which okay. means your death is coming. But he says it in like an alien voice, so it isn't as weird. This is like a random insert where Greedo just says, McClunky. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't know, then it's just That is just weird. <laughs> That's great. I do love it, though. Every time I see it, I laugh. Well, it's a funny word, too. It is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like it means what it says. No, and the, the memes that have come out of it, this is great. Are beautiful. <laughs> I have a whole pack. I've sent it to Ramsey. It's a whole package I can send along. Oh, just nice. The best memes I've found. All right. Maybe we can do that on the uh, Movie Crush page. Yes. <laughs> the McClunky memes, please. <laughs> uh, Greta Koenig says, I will always love Tony Collette. I love Tony Collette. Oh, yeah. Uh, she said, A Muriel's Wedding and Cher in Moonstruck. Yes. Oh, these are all such good roles. I know. Uh, Kenneth uh, Hannon says, Kate Blanchett. She's one of my biggest crushes. Yes. Uh, Kate Blanchett in everything she's done, mm-hmm. um, but magnificent as Kate Hepburn in The Aviator. Oh, also as uh, Hella Thor Ragnarok. I loved her in that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh Boy, gosh. she's good. Mm-hmm. Love Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna Shrestha. I always have a hard time with your name, Anna. I apologize. Old pal. She says Kathy Bates. Uh, her diversity in film is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to her performance... Um, oh, I'm I'm sorry. She says, honestly, I prefer her performance in Dolores Claiborne over Misery, but probably Fried Green Tomatoes is her best. She's yeah. great. Yes. She was really good. Did you see the Richard Jewell movie? Oh, no, I didn't see it. Did you? I did. Uh, I took a flyer on it just because I had was going to the movies and because um, I had an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that was out. And she was great. The movie was okay. Right. Paul really loved it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I give him a hard time. <laughs> He put it on his top ten. I was like, man, that's not top ten. <laughs> I feel like you give Paul a hard time about that. I do. I, he's like my little brother. I love Paul. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Brandy McDonald says, off the top of my head, Sandra Bullock. I uh, always love what she brings to roles, but Practical Magic, she was so memorable. And I want to be friends with Sally. <laughs> Emily, uh, I always talk about she can watch movies based on um, dwellings that she loves, uh-huh. like a bad movie if it's got an awesome house. Oh, okay, sure. And there's a room, they're, they're sort of witchy uh, um, greenhouse room in Practical Magic, mm-hmm. just like sends her places. Yeah. So she'll she'll watch Practical Magic for that room That's alone. That's great. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I've never heard anything like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's watched that dumb movie, uh, The Lake House. Mm-hmm. Like six times because of that house. Did you see the title? And was like, maybe <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty amazing house. I get it. Yes, I guess it's very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some people comment too that they do the same thing. So she's not crazy. <laughs> uh, old pal Courtney Hoover says Helena Bonham Carter. I totally Ooh, agree. Yeah. Uh, how she blends into roles. Yeah, she really does lose herself. Mm-hmm. It's good quality. Yes. For an actor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jenna Van Valen, one of our old friends, says. Give me some Tilda Swinton. Ooh, yeah. What a strange creature. She inhabits every role and is delightful to watch. Yeah. Have you, well, I don't want to spoil it. What? <laughs> Have you Potter? watched the, no, oh. <laughs> what we do in the shadows, the show. Oh, it's still having not. Oh, you've got the to. I'm, is she in that? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she has such a great look because she can go to a lot of different places. Yeah. From slight androgyny to straight mm-hmm. up vampire. Yeah. To loving mother. And she's also really funny. Like, I'm always surprised when I see her in a right. comedic role. Yeah. She does kind of have this look, and that means she's been cast in a lot of sort of supernatural-type roles. Sure. 
But every time I see her in something that's comedic, I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> Tilda Swinton. What? Oh, I guess uh, in some of the Wes Anderson stuff, she's she's got some yeah. light humor. Yeah, and I, I think in some of the supernatural things she does as well. Yeah. But What We Do in the Shadows is my most recent example. I wonder what she's like as a person. Hmm. I hope she's nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's what all of us just want. Yeah. Nice. They don't have to be the most extraordinary people. No. Just don't be Kindness, assholes. Kindness. That's all I want. Kindness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian Lyons, one of her old pals, says, uh, Meryl Streep, hey, somebody had to say it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. She's she's so good that it's just almost, I don't know. It, it's We definitely take her for granted because it's just so easy looking for her. Yeah, I mean, she had 17 Oscar nominations. I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's at least 16. Yeah. I think it's more than that, because that was a couple years ago. We did an episode on on how many she'd been nominated for, and it was 16. So (laughs) It's astounding. (laughs) Yes. And how many she won? I feel like maybe two or one? I feel like it's more than that. More than that? I mean, she should have won probably 13 (laughs) out of the 16. (laughs) It's so hard But you just can't give her the award every year. Yeah, yeah. You just can't do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, our old pal Alex Glasnovich says Sissy Spacek. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Maybe my favorite overall actress, but favorite role is Pam Greer in Jackie Brown. Ooh. Yeah. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our oldest pals, Rebecca Robe. Uh, glad you're doing better, Rebecca. She says, there are just way too many to pick from. Uh, <laughs> yes. So many amazing. <laughs> She's going the underrated route. She lists uh, Joan Cusack. You're speaking my language. Yeah. Love Joni. She's fantastic. Uh, Baranski, Christine Baranski, Jodie Foster, mm-hmm. Fran McDormand. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Allison Janney. Yes. Viola Davis. Yes. I can't pick, she says. Another Princess Leia vote from Kat uh, Giambruno. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Kathy Love McRae says Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Hodgson says Jodie Foster. Uh, she is able to convey so many things in a slight expression. Yeah. She's not around enough anymore. I, I want to see her in more movies. Yeah, I do too. I do too. She does. She definitely. When you see her, there's like this presence. There's a gravity, and she totally. Yeah, it's just there. Yeah, it's like she's Jodie fucking Foster. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, she's been around since she was a kid. I was yeah. watching her in Candleshoe when I was a child, mm-hmm. and watched her grow up. And I think. I mean, I respect someone who is super selective, yeah. and I think that's her deal. She yeah. probably only acts when she really loves the role. Right. Yeah. And good good for her. You know? For, yeah. It's tough in Hollywood to, uh, especially as a woman, I think, to step away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be really, really established because if you, if you go away for a couple of years, that yeah. machine rolls on. Yeah. And um, especially, I, I know I've said... In a previous episode, we've done uh, the older you get, mm-hmm. Hollywood just kind of was like, no, that's fine. Yeah. You know, I think what happens is you, there are roles, but that tunnel just gets more narrow and more narrow, and you fall by the wayside unless you're one of like 10 people. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And since they don't write movies where a woman can uh, be a viable sexual creature after the age <laughs> of, you know, 45. Right. Then they're aged out of uh, wife roles and girlfriend roles. Yes. Because they're going to be played by, you know, someone your age. <laughs> right. Well, you know. Perhaps... You're not the problem, though, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew this was an intervention. You just want to call me the problem. You should perhaps watch First Wives Club then. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't about. say it's a fantastic film, but it does have 
they talk about that. Goldie Hawn plays a character mm-hmm. who's an actress, and it, she's like caught between playing the she she wants to be the daughter, but now she's getting cast as the mother, and the right. mother is like described as grotesque, and like they're gonna put yeah. horror movie makeup on her. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you're this or this, right? You're either There's no in between. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's tough stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. Celeste Edwards. Uh, Kenna Geiter, great name. Uh, she says Sorsha Ronan. Oh, yeah. She's fantastic. And I'm so excited to be catching her sort of early in her career, although she's been around for a while. She was yeah, a kid actor. She, yeah, she's done a lot for for her age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved Little Women so much. Mm-hmm. Boy, that was good. Did you see the movie Hannah? I never saw it. No. Someone pointed that out on the page yesterday. That was the... Right. She was young and I think played a... a like an assassin I think or so. something? Yeah. Like a child assassin. Yes. <laughs> the scariest kind of I, assassin. Jesus. You kidding me? Mm-hmm. You'll never hear them coming. That's true. You never suspect. Well, maybe that's the perfect assassin. Exactly. Oh, her? <laughs> yeah. She's just an eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Dart in neck. Yes. Uh, and let's finish up here with... Uh, boy, there's a lot of Tilda Swinton's. Kath, uh, Kathleen Master said, I've always loved Natalie Portman, and especially in Garden State. Always makes me laugh and then cry. <laughs> Natalie Portman's great. I did, I love Natalie Portman. When I was a kid, because to bring up The Phantom Menace again, that I was like nine. I was at prime age for that movie. Yeah, yeah. And I loved her as a mm-hmm. kid. Oh, my God. Queen Amidala. Oh. Yeah. Yes. So you were nine when that came out. I was roughly nine when Empire came out. Oh, really? So uh, I was on that first wave at about the same age that you were on wave two. Yes. And then there are nine-year-olds now who are seeing these new ones. Yeah. It's kind of one of the coolest things about that whole Star Wars jam, I think. Yeah. Is the generational quality. Yeah. And I I do try to remind myself of that now that I have age and I... Uh, perhaps don't like the prequels as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think there was value as a kid. Mm-hmm. I loved them. Um, they were okay. I like that third one. <laughs> the third one was pretty good. I actually rewatched those for the first time since theaters for the new the newest I one. I don't think I've seen them since theaters. You know, I enjoyed it. Really? They're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I remembered them worse than they were. Yeah, I think casting was a little bit of the issue because... Uh, Oh, that poor kid. Uh, Jake? Jake Lloyd, yeah. Just not great. Yeah, and the... What did he keep? The I don't know if it was writing or if it was just something he did, but he would say... There was some line he kept saying, and I was like, why Why is this happening? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it was like, you know, or something. It was something, he, I guess. He kept saying, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder if that was I did, yeah, in the script it, that much. Oh, boy, look at him now. Oh, no, don't do this. <laughs> We've had too much downers already. <laughs> oh. He's, he's, the, he's dark side. <laughs> oh, no. That looks like a mugshot. He was also in Jingle All the Way, which I found out there's a massive lawsuit behind that movie. Oh, really? Of Like a teacher, a teacher wrote it, wrote the script, and then they made it, and the oh, teacher, like, sued them. Like a theft thing? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Is, I, it, is it happening now? No, no, I think it's already oh. settled. <laughs> Jingle time. all the way is still happening. Yeah. Teacher was like, I'm going to wait till it like, right. maxes out mm-hmm. its grosses. Yes, until like, I'm going to squeeze everything out of it. 
and then I'll pursue. So now that you've had a chance to think, do you have a favorite uh, favorite actress? There, definitely some of those suggestions, like Princess Leia, that is hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, I do Tony Collette uh, in Hereditary or The Sixth Sense. Knives Out. Which I watched last night. <laughs> I We haven't uh, seen it at home again yet because Emily didn't get to see a lot of these movies. Right. So now they're all out on uh, DVD. On yeah. DVD, so we're going to jump in. Yeah. I can't wait to see it again. Oh, so good. I, every time I see it, I see something new. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm, I don't know. That's... Is there an actress that you're like, oh, I'll just see it because she's in it? It's pretty rare now. I've actually heard that's a pretty rare thing among people now, and that's why. Like, oh, yeah? Yeah, because it used to be, oh, put... Tom Cruise is the example they usually use. Put him in a movie, people will go. Right. And that is not the case anymore. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I don't... I For a while, Natalie Portman was one. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably Scarlett Johansson for a while. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, it's a tough... I know. That's, yeah, why that's did you do this? I'm sorry. <laughs> Ramsey, you got one? Uh, yeah, uh, Emily Watson. Yeah, um, one of my favorite movies is Breaking the Waves. Boy, and what a movie! Yeah, she's fantastic in that, and pretty much anything she does. So, like, right, right when I saw that, I was like, this, this, this is a star. I mean, like, I was just blown away by her performance in that. Yeah, you know what movie I love uh, that she was in? Uh, actually, I was thinking of someone else. <laughs> actually, no. Uh, I always get her confused. Uh, <laughs> Man. With someone from Harry Potter? No. Emma Watson. Samantha Shout Morton. Her I get her confused with Samantha Morton. Oh. And okay. they're not even, well, they're sort of alike. They look a little bit alike. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking of the movie Jesus' Son. Jesus' Son. You ever see that? No. You no. should check that out. Great movie. It was a book. Um, very, very good movie. It was a book of sort of vignettes and sort of shorts about this character played by Billy Crudup in the 70s who kind of wanders in and out of these various situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, female director, Allison McLean, who actually worked with on a TV commercial. Oh, cool. And I walked up to her right when I got to set, and I was like, hello, I'm a big fan of uh, your work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only movie she directed. She's been busy doing other things, TV and stuff. But uh, again, I think it goes to show you how hard it is as yeah. a woman in the industry. She directed this great indie film right. that starred Billy Crudup, Samantha Morton, Jack Black, Dennis Leary, Holly Hunter, Dennis Hopper. Mm-hmm. Just a ton of people. Uh, who else? Uh, what's his name? Michael Shannon was one of his first roles. Mm-hmm. Greg Gurman. Really great uh, cast. Miranda July. I think it was maybe her first role. She's great. Yeah. You ever seen her stuff? I've heard. I've done a lot of. It's funny on the show I do. A lot of times I end up reading about a lot about their movies right. or whatever, but I never actually see them. So I feel like I, feel like but I haven't. <laughs> yeah, her stuff's great too. All right, so we're going to move on to the second social studies. Social studies on movie crush. Okay. And this is the biggest badass female characters of all time. And I'm hoping, I haven't looked at these yet, I'm hoping there's a range. Because to me, movie badasses can come in all shapes and sizes. Yes. I mean, there's clearly the, uh, you know, alien and Terminator types of badasses. Right. Uh, like it'd be hard to say Ripley and Sarah Connor aren't two of the tops. Right. But there are many kinds of badasses. Yes. 
So you think on yours. Okay. Yeah, unless you know. You probably know. <laughs> Princess Leia. <laughs> Princess Leia. <laughs> Do I need to go back into my spiel? <laughs> uh, we'll start out with Sarah Strand. She says, growing up, it was Sarah from A Little Princess. Oh. I never saw that. Well, there are multiple versions. Um, I I can't really <laughs> name the one I saw, but uh-huh. I really liked it. <laughs> There's no... I can't remember like any of the actors or anything. Yeah, well, this was a, a different kind of badass. She said, uh, the little girl crossing between two buildings on a wobbly wood plank in the pouring rain. While that mean lady tried to pull her back in, she might not have been physically kicking ass, but she was incredibly brave and went back for her friend. And I think that's pretty badass. Yes, yeah, that Sarah. is badass. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I love one of my favorite parts of the Oscars was Laura Dern's speech. Um the whole speech was great, but at the yes. end when she talked about her friends. Yeah. And I was just like, man, that's that's what it's all about. Get up there and thank your circle. Yeah. And your support group. Yeah, the people who really helped you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, agents and managers, sure. Mm-hmm. They're valuable. But, like, when the rubber meets the road, it's about your besties. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. I love it. I do, too. I've got a lot of good, good old, old friends. Mm-hmm. And they can all get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be thanking you, actually. <laughs> all left me. Uh, let me see. Deb Sanders says, uh, Akoya and Black Panther, Ooh. played by, uh, how do you pronounce that? Denai Guerrera? Mm-hmm, I think so. Yeah, boy. Oh, God, yeah. She's... She said, also, I love this question and all the responses. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my buddy, Brian Didsbury, local uh, boom operator, says, any character played by Pam Greer? She's the original Supa sister. <laughs> yeah, Pam Greer's great. Mm-hmm. I don't see enough of her either. Yeah. I, I really thought after Jackie Brown, she would just be everywhere. <sighs> yeah. Is, you know, again. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. It's it's frustrating that you can have something successful and that's hard enough. Right. And then it doesn't lead to anything yeah. else. Right. Yeah. I totally agree. That's got to be a big, big disappointment career-wise because mm-hmm. you think, oh, all right, it's all going to happen now. Right. And then it does Yet it happened for John Travolta <laughs> <laughs> when Tarantino dug him out of the grave. Yes. Really? I saw Phenomenon multiple times. Also, Face Off. Yeah, I mean, no. I, 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 <laughs> trust me, I, I loved everything from Welcome Back, Cotter to Urban Cowboy to mm-hmm. Phenomenon was actually a pretty good movie um, for that kind of movie. Yeah. Is that magnanimous? <laughs> I, I would give it magnanimous. It was yes. a great. But boy, he's sort of fallen by the wayside, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, old friend Rebecca Robe again says, uh, I don't know how you pronounce her name. Numi Rapace? Uh, that's how I've always pronounced it. I mean, she's it. awesome, but I, yes. I, I hope I'm not butchering that. Yes. Uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series. Mm-hmm. An absolute warrior. No aliens, sci-fi, or fantasy. A real woman destroying real monsters. True. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the, uh, that's one of the rare uh, adaptations, or not adaptations, but remakes of a foreign film where I thought both were just fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think there's. I think the American version was great. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, I, I had to do this class once on um, CGI, mm-hmm. and that movie was a great example of, because people complain about CGI all the time, but a lot of the snow in that movie is CGI. <laughs> Uh, and you would never know it. Right. And they, the person was obviously a little annoyed at people always saying CGI is bad. And he was like, well, look at this. Look at the snow. You, would, you <laughs> never even knew it was CGI. 
Yeah. That, that guy. Yes. He, he I mean, he's right. The best CGI, you don't even know is CGI. Right. But you tend to focus on like these whole cloth characters or backgrounds. Right. And right. not the snow. Not the snow. <laughs> Poor the guy. Snow. He just wanted some recognition. Uh, Crystal Moon Valente says, Princess Mononoke. Mononoke, yeah. Mononoke. Oh, yeah. She is a great one. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I never saw that. <gasps> oh, I need to see these. You definitely should. Her opening shot, you like finally see her and she has this epic mask, like mm-hmm. monstrous. She's riding a huge wolf. And did you just say it? Riding a huge wolf. Yes, a huge wolf. <laughs> wow! And um, she the wolf has been shot, and she sucks the blood out of the wound. The first shot you see of her, like spitting out this blood. Wow! At, with, oh, it's great. Yes. It's, a, it's an anime. It's not like okay. A... Yeah, I'm gonna of course be exposed to a lot of things as uh, my daughter grows up that I didn't get to watch back then. It is really, really good. Right now, I'm just exposed to Frozen and Frozen Two. <laughs> are the songs? Are they there? Oh Jesus! Yeah, I was so mad at Emily this morning. She said, "Guess what? I have stuck in my head." I was like, "Don't do don't it! Don't do it! Please don't do it!" <laughs> when the north wind meets the sea, <laughs> I change all the words though, and it drives my daughter nuts. <laughs> That's not how it goes. You got to get it right. I've said before though; those are great fucking songs. Oh yeah, they are. Like really, really good songs. Yes, I love them. Same person did uh, Book of Mormon. Oh, really? That, Which yeah. I never saw. Oh, yes. Very good. They didn't do a movie version of that, did they? Mm-mm. No. I'm surprised. Yeah. I guess it'd be hard to make a it? movie. I think so. I'm not sure how many people would see it. I could be totally wrong. Yeah? Yeah. Smash it on Broadway. It definitely is. And all the songs are really catchy. It's a really fun show. Also, Josh Gad. Oh, was he in that? He was in the first. He was in the first run of it. I don't love Olaf. That's uh, sort of. That's the sticker for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, he does a great job, but it's just I don't know. The character kind of annoys me. But I love Frozen and Frozen Two. We I finally just saw uh, a few days ago, mm-hmm. and it's so good. And I think the music is better in Frozen Two, even. Yeah. Love these songs. I, I do too, and I I also love I love Frozen Frozen too. Yeah, I, I was like finally a love that isn't about romance. There's yeah, other types of love. <laughs> yeah, and they even handled uh, Anna's love story in the in a good way. I think. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. Um, and the relationship between her and Kristoff is very supportive, which yeah. is rare, unfortunately, in most Disney movies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they're on the right track now. Yes, it only took them, you know. 75 years? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing it. Uh, let me see here. Karen Knox mentions Hannah. She says, underwatched, incredible movie Hannah. She's an incredible teenage assassin uh, and so amazing. Go see it. I'm going to have uh, to check this out. <laughs> uh, Courtney Hoover says, no bigger badass, of course, than Okoye from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yes. Uh, Jenna Van Valen, old friend, says, how about a nod for Juno? Hear me out. Terrifying situation for a young woman. Knows what she wants to do. When Bateman's character comes on to her, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, she is the grown-up in the situation and says, ew, and rejects him. To stand up for herself against a hot older guy? So many teenagers would have loved to have had a hot older guy wooing them. And she said no. I think that was important. Her pointing out how gross that is. Totally. Yeah, yeah that was a that was a tough scene. 
Where yeah. you're like, oh, no. Because, <laughs> partially because it was Jason Bateman. Yeah. Like, oh, we love Jason Bateman. Yeah. Don't and at the time, that. he hadn't, he's taken on a lot more roles as an asshole lately, but yeah, at the yeah. time, he hadn't. Right. So it was like, oh, I know. Oh, it's. <laughs> but I think worked, that plot line worked really well for the film. Yeah. And I, I totally appreciate that that's, I feel like it's a layer of, um, kind of sexual harassment or just grossness that gets lost a lot. Yes. Like we we always amplify, but there are these other little things where you just think, oh, I'm going to go listen to music. Right. And then this other guy with a wife that you know is just. Yeah. Uh, Those are really uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable for me in a movie where it starts out as ambiguous Mm -hmm. and you're just, as an audience going, no, 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 don't, 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 Yes, please don't go that way. Please. sometimes they don't. You're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. What was it I saw recently where the exact, not that exact thing, but it was sort of the same kind of situation where it did not go that way. And Emily and I were both like, oh, thank God. It was just. It can be such a relief where you're like, oh, wow, this is genuinely innocent. It's a lot, though. Yes. That it's like a huge relief that someone is just normal and not a creep. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That should be the default. Yes. I I have like a tamer version of that where anytime I see like a healthy family Mm -hmm. relationship or like with parents or something. Right. It's it's more refreshing than it should be. I know. I'm like, oh, this is a happy, healthy family. Yeah. They support each other. You're like, which one's the serial killer? <laughs> yes. But that's kind of movies too, you know. Yeah, sure, it's sure, very, sure. Very few times. Right. A lot of times really the story wouldn't yeah. happen. Uh, let me see here. Cat's nose is Catherine Johnson from Hidden Figures. Ooh. Uh, badass by being a genius and doing her best in an awful environment. Yes. She got a lot of loves for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica Foley says, and I, I'm not Harry Potter. How do you pronounce Granger's first name? Hermione. Hermione Granger. Yes, yeah, she's one of The entire mine. series. Oh. I'm not kidding. She's such a badass, and there's no way that Harry Potter could have been successful without her. Oh, he they would have all died without her, for sure. I know I'm going to have to get into those at some point. The clock is ticking. I hope so. <laughs> I have so much I could say. I know they're supposed to be great, so it's not like I'm dreading it, but I, I just kind of joke around a lot about it. Right. Because I missed out on that whole cultural phenomenon. Yeah. I I was like, I graduated when the last book came out. I graduated high school when the last book came out. Mm-hmm. I graduated college when the last movie came out. So I was oh, right. in Prime that. Time. Yes. And I love when I tell younger people, I um, my nephew, who's about eight or nine, he's getting into it right now. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he he treats me like I am, oh, my God, yeah. what was it like? <laughs> we waited in line at bookstores at right. midnight. <laughs> Did you really do that? Did you? Oh, yes. That is so cool. From Prisoner of Azkaban all the way to the so – from the third one to the seventh one I waited. Well, anything where you, you're getting young children reading – like those books are five, 600 pages longer? I think um, – or the Phoenix is almost 900 pages. That's nuts. And the we would stay up – like I have pictures of almost everyone – you know, 5 a.m., we've been reading. All my friends and I, it's silence. You're all just sitting around reading. reading. Yes. That's and like amazing. trying to beat each other like, don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a competition. Yes. <laughs> I want to know what happens first. You look I, over and like the fast reader is crying. You're like, oh, no, no. No, no exactly. That happened one time. And we're like, oh, no, please, no. Right. Uh, that's so fun. <laughs> yes. I love it. Mm-hmm. Ramsey, is your daughter into Harry Potter? 
She is not. It's on the bookshelf. She is. She's seven, so she's she's almost there. Yeah, yeah. that's about the age, right? Yeah. Yeah, they get pretty. They get pretty scary for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially like the fourth one is a pretty big turning point where it becomes oh, people are dying. Okay. Um, well, yeah. It yeah. starts off with his parents dying. It does, but the, yeah, that's kind of like well, it happens on the that. first page and then I'm nothing. Yeah. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. Uh, all right, let me take through a few more of these uh, and then we'll move on. Angelo Chavez says, uh, Charlie's Theron for Atomic Blonde instead of uh, the Mad Max movie. Oh, interesting, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's a badass. Yes. I didn't see Atomic Blonde. I want to. Yeah, it was pretty good. Bobby Bryant, Linda Hamilton, finally, as Sarah Connor <laughs> in the Terminator franchise. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Louis Silva, one of our old friends, says Sigourney Weaver and Alien. Yeah. Uh, she makes that whole series awesome. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of Sarah Connors, Ripley's, uh, Furiosa, uh, Hannah's, and The Bride. Oh, Kill Bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Speaking to my heart. M.D. Charnley says uh, Clarice Starling in Silence of the Lambs. Ooh. Straight face with Lecter and took down Buffalo Bill in the dark. Yeah. That is very, very true. Yes. Uh, Carrie McQuaid says Emily Blunt in Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, oh. She was pretty great in that. Yeah, that is a good one. Even The Quiet Place, too, when she was. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That's true. Ooh. Yeah. Boy, that. Uh, th- there are certain scenes, uh, physical things that happen, shots and needles. Mm-hmm. And then that uh, nail step. Yeah. Can't do it. Ramsey's shaking his head, too. No. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. That's Ew. a funny... I thought it was a funny movie experience, though, because my stomach was growling the whole time. Oh, really? <laughs> and it's mostly quiet people were looking around. Like, Your stomach was not the quiet yeah, place. <laughs> it was not happy about the rumbly it. place. Exactly. <laughs> so did you just giggle every time it happened? <laughs> I kind of sunk lower in my seat and tried to you cover it. I don't think you can stop a stomach from growling. You're, like, no. pressing on it in all sorts of angles. And then I was like, I guess I could get popcorn. And then I thought, well, popcorn also that loud. Because <laughs> yeah, yes. sometimes your stomach's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was a interesting oh situation viewing experience, yeah. So Ramsey, do you have a favorite uh, female badass character? Uh yeah, uh some of the people mentioned some of mine, uh Dolly Parton, 9 to 5. I don't know if you guys Oh yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. Hell yeah. That was like one of the videos She's like, so great. Yeah, our parents would let us watch when we were kids was mm-hmm. that and then um, Dabney Coleman too, one of the original great creeps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, there's a lot of creepy stuff in that movie, yeah. but yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, just Jolly Parton in general. I mean, she's she's always been one of a. She's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, Francis McDormand in Fargo. Mm. She's and um, I actually wrote down a couple. So yeah, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. yeah. Halloween, Halloween. Yes. So, totally. Um, yes. I think anyone? making uh, uh, Fargo her character pregnant was just this little stroke of genius. Yeah. Uh, it, it just sort of changed everything. Mm-hmm. And but they didn't. It wasn't like, oh, look at this pregnant woman who was soldiering on because she was just so everyday about it all. Yeah, like she was just doing her job. Yeah, not making a big deal about it. Right. It was just a part of what was going on in her life. That's one of my favorite movies. I still crack up every time at the end when uh, at the wood chipper. Yeah, she's yelling, and then she she has her gun in two hands, and she quickly points at the badge on her hat. <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't good. see that movie until pretty recently. And Tansiera, I... Tansiera. 
<laughs> I didn't know Steve Buscemi. Oh boy. Yeah. Funny looking how? Oh, just sort of in a general way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen Fargo way too many times. Love it. One of my faves. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to finish out uh, with a very quick stream this. And then comment card, because I told everyone you were coming on, Annie, and you are a fan favorite. Comment card is when we answer questions. And I said, throw Annie your Annie-specific questions for a little AMA Mm -hmm. or an AAA. (laughs) Ask Annie anything. Yes. Uh, But quickly, what what have you been watching? What are you streaming these days? I just finished BoJack Horseman, the final season. Um, I thought it was very... Poignance, and it was well done. It mm-hmm. ended pretty much as well as it could have, I guess. Like, I don't know. It could, I, have you seen it? Uh, yeah, and I had him in here. I had uh, the lead animator yes. in here. Who? He, well, it's, the computer is gone. Right. It's in the it's other studio, now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of appreciate that they didn't. There wasn't resolution per okay. se. Um, which is really rare. She just did hard scare quotes, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Very hard scare, scare quotes. Yes. Um, I don't know. I feel like you don't see that story enough. Like he, you forget he's the main character. And you're meant to sympathize with him. But mm-hmm. he did all of these horrible things and he left all yeah. of this damage in his wake. <laughs> I know. And so there's a part of you that wanted to him to get forgiveness. But then there's another part of you like, but should he though? Right. I need to finish that one up. Yeah. It's really good. That's right. really beautiful. Bojack? Yes. Ramsey, what have you been watching? I recently watched Well Groomed on HBO. It's Don't know it. It's a documentary about the dog groomers. Wow. It's like competitive dog grooming. <laughs> um, so it has like the, the same vein as- uh, Not what I expected to hear out of you. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, it was like Sunday morning and I wanted to do something on the TV while I was cooking breakfast and I was like- just put it on and then... I didn't know you were a groomy. Yeah. Well, it has the same like type of... It is a documentary, so it's not a mockumentary, but it's similar to Best of Show. Right, right. It's the same type of people yeah, yeah, that sure. they, they make fun of there, but it's it's actually pretty entertaining. It kept my, my daughter in, entertained and, and uh, as well as my wife. Um, and then I actually texted Annie... I recently rewatched uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Um, I've only seen that once. I loved it. I should give yeah, that another rewatch. Yeah, very good, yeah. Yeah. So good one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, I just finished up. I'm watching High Maintenance, of course, in real time. My favorite show on TV. And I just finished. um, Emily and I had to go back and finish up the final two episodes of Better Things, uh, which is probably a top five show for me as well. Pamela uh, Pamela Adlon, fantastic. One of my favorite favorite shows. Just so much heart. And again, another great story about a woman, a single mom raising uh, daughters. And how tough that is. Yeah. And each daughter, it's like over the seasons have, well, the, where the the oldest two, the oldest in the middle, have been. It's interesting to see them phase through life. Yeah. Like the oldest daughter in the first seasons was the pain in the ass mm-hmm. because she was the teenager, and now she's gotten to an age where she's still a bit of a pain, but she's sort of coming around like kids do with their parents. Yeah. The middle daughter, when this last season is the one that's uh, troubled, right? And uh, she has a really hard time with her. But they're all such great characters. And then the little girl is just such a little precious mm-hmm. sweet pea that like she's the cutest little girl ever. <laughs> you just want to put her in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And Emily and I are both like, please don't let Duke go bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, just let her stay sweet. That's a tough when you're watching children in roles. Yeah. And you're like, where are they gonna take this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm Joe Levy, and on the latest episode of Inside the Studio, I sat down with one of the all-time great singer-songwriters, James Taylor. We talked about his new album, where his music comes from, and how telling his life story through his songs has helped him. Music saved my life, but I was lucky also to survive. I did some very stupid, some some years that were were just really high risk, unnecessarily so, and a lot of people around us died, you know. So join me, Joe Levy, editor-at-large at Billboard, for this and other in-depth conversations with the biggest artists in music. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, all right, so we're going to finish up with comment card. Uh, let me see here. Charles Martin Akers, one of our old friends, says, as an actor and podcaster, what obstacles have you run into in those industries? I have three younger sisters, have uh, two talented daughters, and my wife is a boss, but I always wonder how I can help my daughters to succeed. Great question. That is a you, great Amy. question. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Don't want to ruin your daughter's lives. Um, I Obstacles. Uh, definitely I struggled with um, should I do I belong here do I have a voice I guess imposter syndrome sort of mm-hmm. of I never had training or anything and none of us did I know but I didn't know that right. I started as an intern and I had I to know. like collect Apple I, do you remember that I used oh, to yeah. email you guys like send me the description of your shows I know. It's, you've come a long way <laughs> I have um and because of that, I think I felt a lot of doubt about should I be here? Mm-hmm. Can I do this? Will someone eventually realize, right. oh, she's not good and get her out? Yeah. Yeah. I so we all felt that way a little bit because none of us were – we all kind of fell into this. Yes. Um, I didn't have any experience doing it either. And I consistently am like, when is when are people going to figure this out? Right. When is the jig up? <laughs> exactly. Every uh, suddenly, like cops yeah. swarm your desk. Right. We see you're all fake. <laughs> you didn't go to podcaster school. Exactly. I forgot you started out as an intern. That is crazy. Oh, I did. Remember, I used to. I played pranks on Connell. That was one of the first things because yeah. our old boss Roxanne used to love pranking him. That's and right. as the intern, I usually had to your head of pranks pull these off. <laughs> and my favorite one we ever did. Hey, Connell, if you're listening, I put a uh, walkie-talkie under his desk, and she would randomly make ghost sounds. Oh, really? <laughs> at the other walkie-talkie. That's pretty funny. It was a great How great old were prank. you when you started? I was in college. I was um, 21. Wow. 21. Um, and definitely, as far as acting goes, we've already touched on a lot of the issues there for women, but it is... It's changing, but you'll still get, like, some somebody told me on set, some man told me, isn't it weird to be in an industry where it's all about your looks? And I was like, um, <laughs> maybe don't, maybe don't. Yeah. Um, and he, they ended up replacing me with a man for that role. Really? Yep. Um, and things like that, definitely the sort of vibe of, I've run into multiple times of people being like, oh, well, maybe I can date this person. Right. Like it's almost like a dating thing. Huh. And then if you're not into that, and goodbye to the role. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think, having a good support group mm-hmm. 
Um, and and in any way that you can, like finding women, strong women or whatever, doing things that show younger people, younger mm-hmm. women in particular, you can do this. Right. It is a thing that women can do. If you can give examples of that, I think that's a really good thing. Good answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Uh, Sarah Nagy says, what is your favorite aspect uh, aspect of filmmaking? Do you like acting best? Or would you just prefer a behind-the-scenes sort of role? I love acting. I love getting into, like, trying to live someone else's life Mm -hmm. for a minute. I love that, and I I get such a rush out of it. Mm -hmm. It is really difficult sometimes, and and it can be really painful. Um, But I do really enjoy it. I also love writing. So that is something I am... If I had to choose the two things, I love acting and I love writing. Yeah. Yeah. I love writing too. It's fun. I know. I I catch myself like instead of I'm up too late watching something, I'm up too late writing. Oh, that's great. And a lot of times I'm writing things that are not, I have no intention of publishing. Yeah. Not going to go anywhere. Uh I just like writing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Same here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Sarah Law, one of our oldest friends. This is a great question. Uh, do you hate being asked for a woman's opinion instead of just your opinion? <laughs> uh, it's a very good point. It is. I sometimes I especially love uh, because I work on a podcast that is all about women and feminism. Um, I love when I get randomly 10, 20 texts. What do you think about this thing mm-hmm. that just happened that has got the cultural attention right. or whatever? Harvey Weinstein's conviction. Exactly. Like, and I'm. You know, I appreciate that. And I understand that, but it's kind of funny. Like, I don't, right? I, I don't really have any authority to weigh in on these things, I suppose, but I can. Uh, well, you're the co-host of a feminist show. It's true. So you're bound to get uh, no. asked for, you know, your take on those kind of things. Exactly. It's just funny. It's it's an interesting aspect of the job, I suppose. I I usually. I guess I don't mind so much being asked, except when I'm like noticing there are no other women. Mm-hmm. And right. Then, <laughs> yeah. You're the token. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then that plays back into the imposter syndrome again. Of, mm-hmm. Would I even be here? Right. Unless they needed a woman. Yeah. Um. So it's. I do appreciate when I I get the sense that someone is honestly trying to understand something mm-hmm. that maybe they didn't. Um, but if I, on the other side of it, if I get the sense they don't really care and it's sort of like a token Mm -hmm. gesture and question or whatever it might be, I don't like that. Yeah. Right. Well, now I realize that I'm like, let's do a show about the female perspective since Annie's here. (laughs) I'll talk about the female perspective (laughs) at any time. I had good intentions there. You did. (laughs) Big asshole. <laughs> no, you're... It's a good question, Sarah. Yes. Uh, here's a Saver-related one. Jonathan Cooley says, I live in Birmingham but make the short trip to Atlanta frequently. As a foodie and a filmie, what is your favorite Atlanta restaurant and movie theater? 
Ooh, dang. <laughs> Ramsey is like leaning and looking at me. Atlanta is such a great food town now. It is. I actually have a map, and should you desire it, I have an Atlanta map. You can email uh, saver at hello at saverpod.com, and I will send it to you. What is on this map? It has all of my favorite restaurants oh, wow. and bars cool. and things to do. I want that map. Oh, I can send it. I have it ready to go um, because it is really hard to favorites are difficult and you keep asking them of me but i um there are a couple of restaurants i really love i love um hankook taqueria i yeah. love heirloom barbecue which is a little bit of a hike the hankook uh, up off Howell mill yes two words sesame fries sesame fries right they, they catered our wedding really <gasps> yeah yeah we had a taco bar oh. from hankook and some burritos from them. Oh, you did the right best. thing. Yeah. You did the right thing. Yeah. You know, the owner there, um, when we were making Stuff You Should Know TV show, we went in there a few times for a little production lunches. And he remembers me from that. Really? Like, I went in there a few weeks ago for the first time in probably a year mm-hmm. and or more. And he said, hey, man, how's it going? You still got the TV show? I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you sweetheart. <laughs> that is very nice. Those, those fries don't travel well, though, man. You gotta agreed. They're yeah. they're not great reheating. You got to eat them there. Yeah. Yes. Oh god, so good. Yes, so good. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I love. Um, what else? The Porter. I love Boca Lupo. I haven't been to Boca Lupo yet. Good. <sighs> so good. We I come. Usually go to two four six for Italian. Oh, there. Which is yes. good too. Yes. Um, Boca Lupo, the black ink spaghetti. Oh, that oh, stuff is awesome. I had the black ink at uh, two four six. It's one of my favorite oh, dishes. You got to go. Is what so do they serve good. it with? Shrimp or? Yes, shrimp, and it's spicy. I really yeah, yeah. like it spicy. Some like red pepper in there? Mm-hmm. Mm! <laughs> Damn, I'm hungry now. <laughs> it's not that far from yeah. here. Yeah, what else? I'm trying to think, too. I mean, there's plenty of great barbecue, of course. Uh, community barbecue, I think, is the best. If uh, if you're looking for southern food, mm-hmm. what would you think? Well, I mean, it depends. If you want to go old school cafeteria style, go to the Colonnade, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, you'll be the only person under 70 years old <laughs> eating there. You can also get a like a eight ounce liquor drink. Yes. Like eight ounces of liquor. Right. They pour them stiff at the Colonnade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the one I used to go to all the time was Sons in Inman Park, which was a meet and three that is now a bakery right there in the corner by the Marta station. Right. So Sons is gone, which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it depends on, like, there's two Southerns. There's barbecue and there's meat and threes. Yes. And if you're listening and you're like, what the hell is a meat and three? <laughs> it's sort of a cafeteria style where you're like, I'll have the fried chicken or the uh, whatever right. m- meat. Yep. And then the three are your three heavily salted and buttered uh, <laughs> vegetables. vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Scare quotes again. Yes. And that means, like, I'll have the... The mac and cheese. Yeah, the mac and cheese, the, the fried okra. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very loose definition of veggies. Yes. Um, you know what's good, too, is uh, Golden Eagle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really good stuff there in a very cool bar. Yeah. Like very sort of 50s Mad Men. Yeah. That's one of a – I feel like a couple of restaurants like that opened kind of in quick succession of this kind of lodge. Yeah. Movie-esque. Uh-huh. Like it, when you walk in, you feel like you're in a different time. And you, oh, totally. Yeah. 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 Golden Eagle is really good. But Atlanta, I mean, there's uh, – Five or six new great restaurants that open a month. Yeah. And a couple close every month. Right. It's just sort of that restaurant thing. It's a tough business. Yeah. And it is a really exciting food scene. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, for Savor, we're thinking about doing 
normally we travel to a place and we do 10 episodes from that place. We're thinking about doing Atlanta in uh, towards the end of the year. Cool. Because there is so much yeah. to talk about here. And, and it would be nice because we know the area. <laughs> like yeah. we're starting from a pretty good foundation. Uh, but yeah, the, the options are endless. And if you would like the map, I will send it to you. As far as theaters go, I uh, walk everywhere, and Landmark is my favorite. Landmark Where do you or Plaza. Live without being too specific. No, 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 no. Virginia Highlands. I live okay. near here. All right, cool. Yes. Yeah, very walkable part of town. Yes. So anywhere I can walk is my favorite place. Yeah. <laughs> so the Plaza and uh, Midtown Arts. Plaza's great. Yes. Midtown Arts is great. Mm-hmm. Two of my favorites. Yeah. They they and they also do. For anyone not from Atlanta, they do a lot of. Movies you won't find at other theaters. Right, of course. Yes. Yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, time is short, so we're going to finish with uh, Vicki Strickland's question. What is your Hogwarts house? Gryffindor, through and through. Although, there is a hack where you can see your percentages. I don't know any of this for okay. sure. <laughs> okay, so you take this test. I know what percentages are. Okay, good. And hacks. We're starting from there. <laughs> um, so on the official Pottermore website, you take a test to find out what house you're in, which is essentially like the dorm you're going to sleep in and it's based on traits like courage and okay. Uh, okay. So you're you can see the percentages of how close you got into every house with mm-hmm. this hack and I am like 60% Gryffindor mm-hmm. and then Slytherin which is not good. It's not that it's not good, it's just they're kind of opposed. Okay. <laughs> um in the books they're definitely painted as like the not good house they're they're ambitious and sly and cunning mm-hmm. and most of the students that you do not like are portrayed from Slytherin I bet you there's a uh, way of retrofitting that into a football um, oh, reference sure. that I would understand Ooh. but you might not know <laughs> right uh, we can we can I cross bet this bridge that and be like Chuck that's like saying uh, Eagles fan versus or whatever you know? <laughs> all right Yes. There's a lot of more great questions on here, so maybe we'll try and sneak some of these in on the next one. Awesome. Or just uh, have you back when Noel's not around. I would love it. All right. Well, thank you, Annie. You were a delight as always. Thanks for having me. It's so fun. Yeah. And thank you, Ramsey. Yes. Not a problem. And we will see you guys with Annie next week. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Dear Young Rocker is more than just a podcast about music. It's a memoir of how it feels to survive high school when you don't fit in and the freeing feeling of picking up a guitar for the first time. It's also advice for anyone who is or was young and has ever felt weird or alone. Dear Young Rocker is written and narrated by me, Chelsea Erson, executive produced by Jake Brennan, and comes to you from Double Elvis Productions. Listen to Dear Young Rocker on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Joe Levy, and on the latest episode of Inside the Studio, I sat down with one of the all-time great singer-songwriters, James Taylor. We talked about his new album, where his music comes from, and how telling his life story through his songs has helped him. Music saved my life, but I was lucky also to survive. I did some very stupid, some some years that were, were just really high risk, unnecessarily so, and a lot of people around us died, you know. 
So join me, Joe Levy, Editor-at-Large at Billboard, for this and other in-depth conversations with the biggest artists in music. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts.